Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Bon Voisin Podcast with your favorite voisin. That is me, Jeff D. Voisin. And uh, tonight, what's on tap? We're going to talk a little bit NBA free agency, 12 most intriguing free agencies, this, free agents this offseason. An Olympic shocker today. Um, we're going to talk about some baseball, a little trade deadline deals, um, NFL news, trouble in the frozen tundra. Hmm. And um, also, we're going to talk a little bit of... Um, we're going to give our Sunday shout-out, too. And it's from a very familiar face. So, I hope everybody's having a good Sunday. So, let's get started. Um, <clears throat> with the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title, um, we shift toward the NBA draft. And after the draft, we head toward free agency. Now, there are some very intriguing names to look out there in the free agent market. You know, some have player options. Some are restricted free agents. Some are unrestricted free agents. Um, we have some potential fits, um, you know, maybe some guys maybe re-upping with their current teams that they're with now. But here are the, here are the 12, you know, 12 intriguing free agents that you see this offseason. First up on this list is John Collins. John Collins, forward, Atlanta Hawks. He's a restricted free agent. Now, the backstory with him is before the season started, he turned on an extension. What that means, he just bet on himself. Bet on himself to have a good season where he can make more money this offseason. He had a very good season. He turned it up in the playoffs. Um, you know, he's a guy who's a... He's a guy who can give you 20 points, 20.8 rebounds a game. And he shoots decently from the three-point line. Um, I hope he re-signs. I put on, you know, find the final choice. He may re-sign or it may go to a team like the Spurs who... Are looking for frontline help. You know, that may be the best fit for him. Or even Golden State. That's a dark horse team right there. But don't be surprised if he resigns. Next up on the list is uh Kyle Lowry um, with the Toronto Raptors. He was he was almost traded to the Lakers. Um he may still may get traded this offseason or may sign with, sorry, he may be as a free agent this offseason. Um a, a veteran point guard who's got playoff experience. Um the two best fits for him are the Heat and the Knicks. The Heat because the I don't I'm not sure what the Heat are doing with Goran Dragic. He holds a 19 million dollar option. Um, I still don't know what they're going to do with Victor Oladipo. Um, Kendrick Nunn he's very solid. You know they still have free agent Duncan Robinson. Um, the Knicks on the other hand I could see him filling with the Knicks because. They may re-sign Derrick Rose. I don't know what they're going to do with Frank Nakina. So maybe Kyle Lowry fits that team. You know, he'll pair him up with Julius Randle. Um, number three on this list is uh, his best friend, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, very interesting case. Never a great three-point shooter, but he's a mid-range demon. Um, the potential fits for him would be a team like the Lakers. But I put he must be on a playoff contender. So... Only teams that are contenders would be after a guy like him because he could shoot. He could shoot. He could play a solid defense, um, but he has to be on a team with solid shooters around him. So maybe a team like Memphis, you never know. That's a team on the rise, but I think Memphis like what they have with Dylan Brooks, um, John Morant, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, they got a solid core of Grayson Allen coming off the bench. So we'll see with DeMar DeRozan, where he fits. Um, next up on this list is Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers. He has a player option. Um, 
great two-way player. Um, I think he resigns, but get a short-term deal. Um, I think him and the Clippers have some unfinished business. As you can see, you know, with Paul George having to carry that team, you see they miss Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, but Paul George, he quitted himself. I mean, yeah, Paul George acquitted himself very well. Um, if he resigns, you know, he'll be on a vastly improved team. You know, Terrence Mann, he came up big in the playoffs. Um, so I still think he resigns. I, I, I just can't see him going anywhere else. Plus, he just had offseason knee surgery, so that complicates things. Next up on this list is Lonzo Ball. He's a restricted free agent from New Orleans. Um, he's a great passer, great vision. He's a very pesky defender. Um, he's one of those big guards. The fit possible fit would be maybe LA, possibly Golden State, um, Chicago, uh, New York. Um, he's very much improved his three-point shot, his free throw shooting. Um, that's a guy I could that's a guy I could see he could most likely resign because I like their nucleus in New Orleans. Um with Brandon Ingram, um Zion, uh they could trade Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, which they're looking to do this offseason to free up some money. So watch out, that's a key name in the in the free agent market. Another guy on this list is a guy who Ooh, he's become more of a dinosaur in this league. And I'm talking about Andre Drummond of the Lakers. Solid rim protector. He could sign maybe a one-year deal. I don't know, probably re-sign with the Lakers or a team that's in need of a rim protector. Um, but since the way this league is going, you know, positionless basketball, I don't know. He could possibly just re-sign with the Lakers. Next on this list is Dennis Schroeder. Um, Dennis Schroeder, uh, whew. It's funny with Dennis Schroeder. His his most obvious fit is a team like the Heat or the Knicks, because he says he wants to be a starter. But his he's at his best when he's like a super sub, coming off the bench. The, the role he had in Oklahoma City. Um, so it'll be an interesting case. Which team is gonna break the bank? Because he turned down an extension from the Lakers for eighty million dollars. You know, betting on betting on himself and. He turned a bit of a clunker in the postseason, so we'll see how that shakes out. And um, I'm right on this list is another surprising name, Rashawn Holmes of the Sacramento Kings. Great pick and roll player. Um, he could resign with the Kings. Um, he's a solid player. He kind of reminds me of, um, gosh, he he reminds me a bit of Paul Millsap. He's not the scorer that Paul Millsap is, but. He brings great energy. He's a guy I could see sign like maybe like a three-year deal with a contender. Um, kind of like the similar with the deal that Christian Wood got with the Houston Rockets. Three years, $40 million. Something similar. Number nine on this list, Tim Hardaway Jr. of Dallas Mavericks. Uh, a great three-point shooter um, right next to Luka Doncic. He could re-sign. That's another guy who his case is going to be very interesting. And, it's going to be interesting how much money he gets and who he signs with, the potential fit. Number 10 on this list is Norm Powell. He has a player option. Um, he was in that trade for Gary Trent Jr. Um, set a career high in points with 18 points a game. Um, another guy on this list who depends what happens this offseason with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. You know, there's been a lot of rumblings. Um, now they got a new coach, Chauncey Billups. So that's a team that could have a very different look next season. So it'll be interesting to see. 
Another guy on this list, number 11, Bruce Brown. He's a restricted free agent of the Brooklyn Nets. Great defender. Um, he's not much of an offensive player, but he's a guy who could do the dirty work. Um, he's kind of like that. He's like this year's version of P.J. Tucker. Guy who he may not give you a lot of points, but he gives you great energy. He gives you great effort, great defense. Um, he he could sign with a team like Dallas. Now it'd be interesting to see what Brooklyn does. Can they match the offer? Considering they got guys like Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, who are free agents. And last on this list is Nick Batum of the Clippers. Um, he is a three and D guy on the back end of his career. He could re-sign. Um, he played. You know, he's very versatile for the Clippers. Played center in the playoffs. Um, but a guy who's just a long. He's a KG vet. Um, you know, definitely a lot of playoff contenders could use a guy like him. Another guy, probably, I got two other guys on this list. They're the best of the rest. One is Laurie Markinen. He's very young. He can shoot the three. Um, give you solid 10, 15 points a game. Um, I think he's on his way out in Chicago, considering what they brought in. They brought in Nick Vucevic at the trade deadline. Um, but that's a guy who could leave potentially. And Jared Allen, the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's a guy the Cavs need to resign because he was the big piece in that uh, in that three team deal. So he's a guy that he's a part of that young core in Cleveland, and it would it'd be shocking to see Cleveland let him walk. But at the same time, Cleveland has to resign Colin Sexton coming up. So lots of moving parts in this free agency. What but what all comes down is the draft. We'll see what happens in the draft. Um, It'll be this Thursday on ESPN, so can't wait to see it. Now, Olympic shocker today. Um, the France team in the in the group stage, they beat USA 83-76. Um, Evan Fournier, 28 points. Rudy Gobert, 14 points. Um, they went on a 16-2 run in the fourth quarter. Again, U.S. has been... They've been hounded by no rim protection at all. They just do not have the rim protection. I know JaVale McGee and Bam Adebayo are the bigs, but just no rim protection. They missed nine shots at one point in the game. Giraldi had 18 points. Um, Bam had 12 points. Uh, it's just they've gotten – you would think that the U.S. with all their stars that they would, that they would at least show up, but through the first couple of games and even – in the exhibition games, even in group play, they have not shown up. Um, the three-point shooting is just non-existent. But now they face a must-win against Iran and um, and the Czech Republic. And the Czech Republic is, you know, they've they've gotten, you know, they're they're a tough out too, guys. As we've seen against that game winner against Canada. But USA, they they need more from Durant and Damian Lillard, you know, Zach Levine. You know, that tells you something. If a guy like Drew Holiday just coming back from the NBA Finals is your leading scorer, 18 points. And there's nothing against Drew Holiday because I think he's an excellent player, excellent two-way player, but they need more. And I think the problem is with the U.S. is that they have so many, bunch of all-stars, but they don't play as a cohesive unit. Much like the French team who's been together about three, four years, the same guys. And also what's working against the U.S., a lot of these guys, the, a lot of the guys from other countries, they've played against them in the NBA. They play in the NBA, so they know these guys already. So, especially a guy like Evan Fournier, especially a guy like Rudy Gobert. I mean, 
that's just you know so we'll, we'll see we'll see how this goes we'll see how the rest of the group play shakes out but right now usa looks like it's in deep trouble <clears throat> now we had to major league baseball trade deadline and we got a couple of deals done today um the padres dealt for adam frazier um for three minor league prospects and cash considerations um this one was a bit of a shock because i didn't think the padres needed another hitter but maybe they maybe um you know maybe their general manager uh knew something that we didn't um it's a bit of a curious fit um because he's playing second base so now it becomes a crowded infield but luckily they have moving parts who can play everywhere like um like a guy like Harix and Profar who could play anywhere in the infield and in the outfield. A guy like Hung Sung Kim who can play anywhere in the infield. Now I believe it's a bit of a platoon situation because the odd men out may be Eric Hosmer or, or Will Myers. Then it becomes an even trickier situation come this off season because now you wonder is Eric Hosmer on the trading block because that pushes Drake Cronenworth to first base. So Again, this will be the the Padres are kind of reminding me like the Brewers from a couple of years ago, when they acquired uh, Mike Mustakis to play shortstop or second base. They got Jonathan Scope to play. He ended up being on the bench. So it'll be definitely interesting to see how Jace Tingler divides the playing time. But already there, you can tell they're gearing up for October. I mean, given the moves, the Adam Frazier move, I thought the Pirates could have got a lot more. I would have at least asked for their top prospect, um, Mackenzie Gore, who looks like a big-time prospect, or even Ryan Weathers. Um, but apparently they felt satisfied with the with the package they've gotten. So, um, so it may, definitely makes one or Hosmer and uh, Myers expendable, especially this offseason. Another trade we got is a uh, Nelson Cruz. Um, he gives them a big thumper in the lineup. Albeit he's 41 years old, but he's still got that power. Um, boost to the offense that has been, in many estimations, their offense, the Rays' offense is, it's better than the sum of its parts. Um, I know Randy Rosarena has gotten a bit hot this, um, you know, this past couple of weeks. He's you know heating up again, um, but getting Nelson Cruz that's a big, big bonus. And I would love to see them get. <clears throat> Now, I would love to see uh, the Rays get more pitching, obviously, with uh, Tyler Glass now out. Um, I would love to see them get a starting pitcher, maybe, which it made it a bit curious. They traded Rich Hill to the Mets. Um, the Mets, they get a veteran starter to help out that that starting rotation, which currently now it's Tawan Walker, Marcus Stroman, Rich Hill. I know DeGrom is out, so they... You know, Peterson got hurt, so this definitely gives him a veteran start with playoff experience who could be used as a starter or even out of the bullpen. <clears throat> Another guy to keep watching out for is um, Whit Merrifield. Uh, I saw several reports that the Mariners may be after him. Um, you know, he's got he's on a team friendly contract. He's got two more years of club control. I can see why the Mariners would want him. Um, versatility, he can play <clears throat> in the infield, he can play in the outfield. Um, positive presence in the clubhouse. Now, if I'm if I'm the Royals, I would try to hang on to him and see what I could package him this offseason. Um, and, and if I'm the Royals, again, I would ask, what about Julio Rodriguez or Jared Kalenic or one of their young starters? 
That's who I would ask about if any trade involving uh, Whit Merrifield. Um, now we move to the NFL news. Um, as I said before in the in the opening, trouble in the frozen tundra. Two of the biggest stars, Green Bay's biggest stars, are you know in contract disputes. Um, Devontae Adams he halts uh, contract talks about possible extension. Green Bay was trying to make him the highest paid receiver. Um, they're a bit far apart on money. Um, this is a bit of a this is a this is a telltale sign because you have a young quarterback in Jordan Love, and they're very unsettled at receiver position. I know they drafted Amari Rogers. Um, they still have Devin Funchess. They have uh, Equiminius St. Brown, um, Valdez Scantling, Robert Tunyon. You know they still have an explosive offense, but you need that top dog in um, in Devonte Adams. And if he doesn't show up for camp. You know, there's a big problem for Matt LaFleur and also Aaron Rodgers. Um, I heard they were trying to they're trying to uh, make him the highest paid player in the NFL. He turned that down. So who knows what's going on with that? Um, again, a lot of a lot of trouble in the frozen tundra. So we'll see how that all plays out. Next up, uh, Deshaun Watson, he reports to camp. Um, didn't want to pay that $50,000 fine for not showing up each day. He still wants to get traded. So now the Texans are in a tough situation. You know, do you trade Deshaun Watson and, how, and what do you ask for him? Because right now in this, as it stands, they're, the Texans are very unsettled. I mean, they loaded up on running backs, you know, signing Mark Ingram. Um, they signed Rex Burkhead. They signed... Uh, uh, Philip Lindsley um, at receiver. They just acquired Anthony Miller from the Bears for a late round pick. Um, they still have Randall Cobb. They got Nico Collins in the second round. Um, you know, they got an insurance policy at quarterback with um, Jeff Driscoll, Tyrod Taylor. They drafted Davis Mills out of Stanford. Um, this team is obviously a team in transition with Watson not wanting to be there. So now, if you're David Cully, you have a you have a quarterback who doesn't want to be there, a team in transition. It's, ooh, this is shaping up to be a tough year in Houston. So I can't, we'll see, again, we'll see, like anything, we'll see how it all plays out. And so we're just waiting on the process. Next up on this is uh, Michael Thomas, uh, the star receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He's going to miss the season. He's going to miss part of the season, probably back in November after offseason surgery. Um, again, probably not a good sign for the Saints, you know, Maybe they uh, maybe this time the Saints may need to trade for Nikhil Harry, who's been asking out of New England, because Michael Thompson is going to be out. It's going to put put more on Traquan Smith, more pressure on Alvin Kamara to produce even more with a especially with a new quarterback you're breaking in. So, in my final in my final sports segment, we choose one team in the NFL. We and we call it the state of the franchise. So tonight we're going to Arrowhead. And if you know Arrowhead, yes, I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. With the Chiefs, it's Super Bowl or bust. They're at that they're at that at that point in the franchise. Um, a lot ton of storylines coming into training camp. Um, position battle to watch is uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Position battle to watch is wide receiver. Um, you know they let. 
they let Sammy Watkins go. They still have Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. Um, but the guys I look to step up are Demarcus Robinson and Miko Hardeman. They, Miko Hardeman, obviously a great returner. Um, you know, he could very compl- he compliments uh, Tyreek Hill well. Demarcus Robinson, inconsistency with his hands. And no one of those guys who can't stay healthy. So they definitely need a big year out of those guys. So from teams to stop keying in on on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. The player to watch in camp is Orlando Brown. They just got him in a trade from Baltimore. Um, he solves their offensive line problem that plagued them in the Super Bowl once Eric Fisher went down. Um, uh, also, I should have said this also, position to watch is offensive line. They re- they just signed Joe Thune from the, the Patriots. They got Kyle Long to come out of retirement. They got Laurent Duvernay-Tardif who, who opted out last season. Um, also that defense that defense Frank Clark we don't know how how his legal troubles will play out Um, they still have Tyron Matthew underrated player on that team is Chris Jones I think he should be talked about more Um, he's he's like Aaron Donald on that defense he's their version of Aaron Donald Um, they they need more players like him on that defensive line I mean that guy is a force to be reckoned with on that defensive line and also Tyron Matthew, who's a star on that defense. He's their leader on that defense. So my projection would be for them, 13-3 and three Super Bowl champs. I mean, they're going to they're gonna be in the Super Bowl again. I have yet – I can't see a team in the AFC, maybe Cleveland Browns, maybe the – oh, gosh, the Browns and maybe – the Ravens who can challenge him in the AFC but for me it's the Super Bowl champs they're Super Bowl champs so in my last segment we call it we call it the Bonwaze shout out or the weekend shout out if you will and my weekend shout out is Giannis Atetokounmpo I mean what this guy did for that Milwaukee franchise scoring 50 points and just taking over game 6 I mean that's like the best closeout game performance I've ever seen. 50 points. I mean, this guy was everywhere. Who would have thought kid who came in 2013 draft, he wasn't even a lottery pick. He was the 15th overall pick in a very weak draft class. Um, consider the people who were picked before him. He turned out to be a star. I mean, he's he shows you what perseverance, working hard at your craft and, you know, the, bearing the fruits of your labor, which is now he's an NBA champion, two-time league MVP. I mean, and all at the age of 25. So shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo and the whole Milwaukee Bucks team for what they've done. They've shown that you can win in a small market. So with that being said, I want to say everybody have a good night and have a wonderful week coming up. And I will, I will see you guys next week. Yeah.